0: Hey guys, it's Tim and this is Wrestling Unlimited as it's Friday, July 21st, 2023, and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up, a handful of news brought to you in one easy to a video. As far as today's news stories do go, we're going to talk about, well actually we got, no, no we're going to talk about Roosh's future, whether that's in AEW or WWE, we don't really know yet. We're going to talk ratings for the week. Joe teasing a big match for Wembley, possibly. We're talking about the potential... The potential... Location, I guess you would call it. Venue for the 2024 SummerSlam. There's a big name backstage at SmackDown that could... Or could be something. Probably nothing. And we'll talk... Uh, we'll do a quick preview for tonight's ROH, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. And... We'll give you guys a G1 update among more things. Because again, this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. You watch this on Mondays and Fridays, roughly around between 11 and 12 Pacific. We bring you all the latest news in the world of professional wrestling. And we do it a number of different ways. You'll watch this show a number of different ways, whether that's on Twitch Whether that's on YouTube or whether that's listening on podcast services all around the globe. Remember, you can watch this live on Twitch, twitch twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. Excuse me. You watch this later or live on YouTube, youtube youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, or you can listen on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Thank you, Fonzie. I had that turned off because I was recording something else recently. There we go. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can support us a couple of different ways, whether that is by donating Twitch bits in the live chat, using the new Hype Chat system, or subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime, because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff of four games, and you always get one free subscription to any which channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also, remember to head over to YouTube and hit that Join button to become a channel member. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. They got their summer sale going on right now, so you may want to jump into that. They also have... um, You can get Dead Island 2. Red Dead Redemption 2. Claim the free games. Right now it's Murder by Numbers and the Elder Scrolls Online. Free. Elder Scrolls Online. Also, if you're getting into Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys, use this code right down here. PW Unlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Again, use code PWUNLIMITED for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. Also, this podcast is brought to you by, well,
1: wrestling, Loot. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Let me just
0: move a couple news stories around. Because we got some news right before we went live. That I'm adding in. So, yeah. Bingo, bango, bongo. Brad 2023 in the chat says, you should do watch-alongs. Nah. You guys want to hear my kids watching TV in the background? Playing video games and yelling at each other the whole time? Because that's all it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. You're going to hear my kids in the background. So it's not really worth it. Because it's not going to be enjoyable for you guys. You just gonna hear them and me yelling at them. Hey, quit it. Calm down. You know, so, no. Not going to do watch-alongs. I mean, we already do the post-show wrap-up reviews anyways, so why do a watch-along and a review? It's like, you already know my thoughts of watching it live. And Fonzie says, thoughts on the Spider-Man 2 story trailer? Awesome. Awesome. Not a big fan that when they remastered the game, they changed the look of Peter. Um... Mary Jane looks different in this new game. Harry looks very generic. Liking the new hair on Miles, though, the Killmonger hair. But regardless, I'm a big fan of the Spider-Man and Spider-Man Mild Morales games. Those are my two favorite games of all time. Well, two of my favorite games of all time. The first Spider-Man game is my favorite game of all time. And I'm not sure if I like Uncharted 4 more than Miles or not. It's like right there neck and neck. Excuse me. So that's where I am on that. We got wrestling to talk about. We're going to start it off with some AEW news. More specifically, Roosh. And what's going on with him, his contract, and so much more.
1: W- or with uh, AEW's,
0: Roosh's, con- let me start
1: this over. Give me one second. The notes froze, and then it just didn't want to go.
0: All right, here we go. With Roosh's AEW contract due to expire in the near future, like at any time, WWE's current level of interest in the Mexican luchador has well been revealed. Roosh debuted in May of 2022 for All Elite Wrestling on what is reportedly a one-year deal, with recent visa issues seemingly being the reason he hasn't appeared as of late. WWE, though, is currently involved in a long-running lawsuit with MLW that has made them cautious about engaging with AEW talent close to or before or even right after their contracts have expired. Yet, with all of that, Dave Meltzer has provided an update in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter stating the following. Bruce has talked about a lot... Has been talked about a lot in WWE, given his current situation, although he is believed to have a very strong AEW offer to stay. Roosh's future is in question. Both WWE and AEW have interest in him. The AEW offer is far, far bigger than anyone in NXT is getting, excluding Gable Steveson because I have no idea what his pay would be as a gold medalist and no experience and this and that, but he is getting big money. <clears throat> Regardless, so WWE would have to offer main roster money to be in that ballpark. So it looks like WWE wants to get Roosh. They want to, I guess you could say, steal Roosh away from all elite wrestling, but they're going to have to... What's the word I'm looking for? Give him big money and a big deal to make that all happen. Now, we... Don't know exactly what Roosh is going to do, but Roosh has spoken recently. We're going to pull that tweet up right here. He's broken his silence and says that we're going to know soon what is going on. So let's pull
1: that tweet up on the screen. Right here. Roosh sent this out this morning stating the following. <clears throat> Good thing I study English.
0: I've had a read. I've had to read a lot lately. You will hear from me very soon. Just remember, nothing happens unless I say so. So Roosh is saying that we're going to know what his future is going to be coming up here soon, but again, we just don't know Exactly what that future is actually going to be. Whether that is staying with All Lily Wrestling. Or that is going to WWE. I want to say. Before he signed with AEW. There were rumors that Andrade had told him to. At least listen to WWE. At least. Hear out what WWE had to say. And then he went to AEW. And that all kind of just. Played in with. ROH and AEW merging, basically, and him being ROH, and him just thinking, you know what? I'll stay with these guys, and I can do this and that, and only signing a one-year deal. But I think Roosh would be amazing in WWE. You would start him in NXT like Dragon Lee, his brother, and go from there. Dragon Lee's been doing really, really well in WWE, down there in the NXT brand, and I think Roosh could do just as well, if not even better. I think Roosh is going to be tremendous when he goes to WWE if... Now, 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 that's me getting a little auspicious. If he goes to WWE. Because there is a, a chance he stays with All Elite Wrestling. But as we move forward, speaking of AEW, this week was blood and guts. This week was blood and guts. And they did a good rating as far as AEW does go. For that show, Paul Fontaine of F4W Online has the following write-up stating quote Wednesday night's blood and guts episode of AEW Dynamite averaged nine hundred and fifty-three thousand viewers on TBS. Up fifteen point five percent from last week. It's the best audience total for the show since March twenty second. Dynamite drew a 0.34 rating in the 18 to 49 demo. That's up 17.2 percent from last week and is the show's highest rating rating in the key demo since February 22. So February 22nd, as compared to the same week in 2022, Dynamite was up 4.7 percent in the overall audience and up 6.3 percent in the 18 to 49. Last year's Blood and Guts aired three weeks earlier on June 29th and averaged one. Million 23 23,000 viewers and it drew a point three six in the 18 to 49 demo. So this year's edition was down six point eight percent in overall viewers and down five point six percent in the 18 to 49 demo. Both declines are less than the overall drop in cable homes over the last year, so that is good to see. Um, they then go on to talk about just like the last couple of weeks and the average over the last 10 weeks and Over the last 10 weeks, A.W. has averaged 858,000 viewers. So that is good to see that this show did go up. But again, it went up because, well, it's an anomaly show. It's a big show with a big match. And so, of course, this one's going to be up. Of course, this show is going to do better than last week. And if it didn't or did similar, then there would be a concern. But right now, no need for concern. Speaking of big shows, one big show that AEW has coming up is the Wembley Show, All In. And Samoa Joe actually spoke about maybe facing
1: one top New Japan star on that show. With All In just over a month away, the card, well,
0: is non-existent. We don't know anything yet. Yet, one name who was hoping to be part of the show was Samoa Joe the current Ring of Honor television champion. With the event taking place at Wembley Stadium, fans have been speculating about some, you know, top New Japan names from England appearing on the show, one being the NJPW television champion, Zach Sabre Jr. While speaking on the Battleground podcast, Joe was asked about a potential match between himself and Sabre Jr. to determine who the best television champion is, where Joe responded with the following, you know, it might be a good venue for the match. But, Zach, he's home, right? I mean, does he really want that to happen to him in his backyard? Mom can finally make it out for the matches. And I smear you all over the canvas. Do you really want to ruin Christmas? That's all all I'm really saying here. It's going to be awkward coming out of summertime. And you can't walk, right? That's just me. I mean... If I'm thinking about the family events and how I want to arrange this, and I'm Zach, I'm like, maybe now is not the best time for me to really go after Joe. We'll see. I know I'll be there. Somebody's going to have a bad night, but hopefully it's not one of the local boys because we all want to have a pint afterwards. So he was asked about maybe facing Zach Saber Jr. I know this um, quote in this you know interview got misconstrued over the last day or so online because some people thought it was him calling out Zack Sabre Jr but it's not it wasn't actually him calling out Zack Sabre Jr it was the host asking him hey you're a television champion Zack Sabre Jr is a television champion How about battle of the tv champions that's what it was this was not again samojo calling out Zack Sabre Jr this is joe being asked a question and having a funny response of yeah, i'll fight him And then I'll beat him up in front of his family, more specifically his mom, in his home country. So, that's all it is. This isn't like a spoiler. This isn't like a teaser. This isn't like, oh, Joe just ruined something. Joe just spoiled something. Joe just let the cat out of the bag. It's not. For as much as we know, because it
1: was just a question that was asked, not Joe making a challenge. As we move on
0: forward... We've got some WWE things to talk about. And well,
1: the first one we're going to talk about, I'm going to switch some stuff up here for a second. Hold on. I'm going to switch these next two stories. So let's do it in this order instead. So
0: there's a top agent, top free agent, in the world of professional wrestling that has interest from both WWE and All Elite Wrestling WWE and AEW both have something to offer a free agent, especially one with a notable name like Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis has left Impact Wrestling after his deal expired after Slammiversary. It was previously reported that WWE actually had interest in Aldis. As back towards the Royal Rumble, they wanted to bring him in as a wrestler, but now it looks like they have interest in him as a producer. That being said, AEW could always offer the former NWA World Champion something as well. In the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer actually stated the following, saying, quote, Aldis has no new deal in place and is said to be interested in both AEW and WWE. Aldis did clean jobs on the way out to Alex Shelley in the title match and Eric Young on television. Aldous is a free agent right now and had agreed to work here through this week. So again, I'm... Taking this, because the way Meltzer writes it is that Aldis is interested in either AEW or WWE. Aldis would go to either AEW or WWE. It's not saying that both AEW and WWE are interested. Now, both could be interested. We know WWE is interested, but it's saying that he would entertain offers from either because it says, quote, Aldis has no new deal in place and is said to be interested in... In both AEW and WWE. So there we go with that one. Again, another one that has been. misconstrued this morning. With some saying, you know. Oh, a top free agent has interest from WWE and AEW. No, it's he's interested in talking with either company. Now again, if he goes to AEW. We don't know what they would want him for. Whether that is a producer. Whether that is a wrestler or both. WWE at one point did have interest in him as a wrestler, but now the word is as a producer, and they could bring him in next month for a trial basis. So maybe he does both, producer and wrestles a little, or wrestler and produces a little. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see, but Nick Aldis is interested
1: in both companies and seeing where that all could go. But now as we move forward, Brian
0: Pillman Jr. has been in the news recently because he left AEW. Well, actually, they let him go. They did not renew his contract. And then last week, he had a tryout at the WWE Performance Center where he was said to be training. But it was more of a tryout than just him showing up to train. And according to Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter, as of right now, there is no hiring freeze in WWE like some want to report. And instead, WWE is just limiting the number of hires right now until after the WWE Endeavor merger. And that is why we probably won't see Brian Pillman Jr. in the company anytime soon as Fight, or not, Fightful. Fightful had the hiring free story that was wrong. But as um, Meltzer writes the following. Someone in WWE noted to us about Brian Pillman Jr., who... AEW didn't renew the contract of and his training at the Performance Center. And that while not impossible, it would be less likely he'd be hired right now until after the merger is complete. We do know that there's interest in Carlito, interest in Roosh, as we talked about earlier, and there's interest in Brian Pillman Jr. It would not have brought Pillman to the Performance Center for a tryout and to train there if there wasn't any actual interest. If they weren't interested, they wouldn't have done any of this. But as far as him signing, we do know that he has announced one or two independent dates going forward, but nothing WWE-wise. And that might be something on the horizon, but not on the immediate future. So we will follow this story very closely and see
1: if he does go to WWE or not eventually. Excuse me. Now, coming up soon is SummerSlam,
0: and with major WWE shows, we've actually been seeing WWE bring in the Undertaker to do his one-man show, and it looks like that could be happening again over SummerSlam weekend. The Undertaker is reportedly heading to Detroit the same weekend as SummerSlam 2023. In your report from Mike Johnson over at PW Insider, reports that the Undertaker will be in Detroit, Michigan, the same week as SummerSlam, taking place at Ford Field. Significance there. Ford Field was the venue for WrestleMania 23, where The Undertaker defeated Batista, in his final, his last world championship. That was t- 2007. Now, interestingly, as of right now, Undertaker is not currently scheduled to host one of his one dead man shows in Detroit that weekend. And, is currently unknown what his role could be in the city. Why he would be in Detroit. The WWE is hosting tryouts, yet, Undertaker usually doesn't go help out at the tryouts. Now, WWE could announce a one dead man show, but it is getting kind of close to the time to announce it and sell enough tickets for that show. One would have thought that they would have announced that weeks ago to start selling tickets. So, it is going to be interesting. To see why The Undertaker is in Detroit over SummerSlam weekend. Whether he is just going to be there hanging out. And his travel had been set up by the company. Or if he's actually going to appear at SummerSlam. Probably the former. Just there hanging out like we have seen. Over the last couple of years. Where he sometimes shows up backstage at Mania. It was at SummerSlam last year. And some other big
1: shows as well. Now we got to talk about. Ratings. We got Raw
0: ratings. We got NXT ratings. Let's first, let's just go in chronological order and talk about Monday Night Raw. Raw, this week, averaged 1.86 million viewers with a 0. .57 rating in the 18-49 demo. Number slightly up from last week's show, that had com, uh, competition from home, the Home Run Derby, so the increase, well, was expected. Raw was the highest rated show in the 18-49 to 49 demo on both cable television and... Both on cable television and beat every network show as well. The second highest rated cable show, 90 Day Fiance, did a .20 in the 18-49 demo. Noting, uh, nothing on network actually topped a .41 though. So that's interesting. WWE did a .57. Broadcast network television, the highest was a .41. Second highest on cable was a 0.20. That's huge for WWE. Uh, from this week, Raw was up 3% from last week in the viewers and 2% in the 18-49 demo. And a little bit down though in the 18-34 demo. From one year ago, the show was up 5% from an episode that went against the Home Run Derby. But up 23% in the 18-49 demo and up 8% in the 18-34 to 34 demo. Factoring in the homes lost by cable, the real percentage increase were 11 in the viewers and 36 in 18 to 49. Uh, this closes it out by stating that the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn tag match against Judgment Day did a better job than most Raw main events, keeping the audience from the first all the way to the third hour. That's good to see that Raw was very successful this week in the ratings and even NXT that we're going to talk about now. Did a well, did a good rating as well, and maybe that's all thanks to Dirty Down Mysterio. Last night's uh, this, yeah, last night's episode of NXT averaged seven hundred and sixty-four thousand viewers. This is up eleven percent from the previous week. It's the second highest audience of the year for the show, trailing the June twentieth, where Seth Rollins defeated the World Heavyweight Champion Braun Breaker.
1: Yet. It did excuse me. It did less viewers than the Seth Rollins Braun
0: Breaker episode, but it did a better eighteen to forty nine than the Seth Rollins Braun Breaker episode. The show averaged a .21 rating in the eighteen to forty nine, which is up five percent. It was the second highest since April twenty twenty one. As compared to the same week last year, the overall audience was up twenty 26.9%, while the 18-49 to 49 rating was up 61.5%. It's the 14th week out of the last 15 that NXT has had a year-over-year increase in the key demo. As far as the last 10 weeks go and the 10-week average for the show, uh, the show is averaging around roughly 612,000 viewers. So, Dirty Dom actually helped out the show. And as we were learned yesterday... WWE is very, very happy with the numbers that Judgment Day have been doing, and we may see Judgment Day for a while on NXT. Now, something not coming for a while is WrestleMania 40, but we do know about WrestleMania 40 ticket sales. They're going on sale Friday, August 18th, as WWE sent out the following press release stating, WrestleMania 40 tickets available Friday, August 18th. Today... WWE today announced that tickets for WrestleMania 40, which takes place Saturday, April 6th, and Sunday, April 7th, at the Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, will be available starting Friday, August 18th, at 10 a.m. Eastern via Ticketmaster. Pre-sale registration for the two-day event is now available. So, you can already get in to purchase for the pre-registration and all. I know people that have already gone through and done that. Press release continues by stating... Prior to the general ticket on sale on August 18th, WWE has exclusive ticket packages available now for WrestleMania 40 via on location. WrestleMania 40 priority passes offer fans the chance to be ringside for every exhilarating moment, including premium seating, pre-show hospitality with WWE superstar appearances, ringside photo opportunities, exclusive merchandise, and more. In less than one week, on locations, WWE priority pass for WrestleMania 40 have surpassed WWE records. Limited packages remain available ahead of the general ticket on sale date, August 18th. So if you guys are looking to go to WrestleMania next year in old, good old Philly, the city of brotherly love, well, tickets go on sale in just one
1: month. Actually, slightly less than a month. Now... One person that
0: could but probably won't appear at WrestleMania is going to be Alexa Bliss. I don't know what's going on with Alexa Bliss other than she's pregnant. And we got some news on the pregnancy. The gender has been revealed. WWE superstar Alexa Bliss and her husband Ryan Cabrera are expecting a baby girl. The couple announced the news with a gender reveal that aired on Tuesday's edition of Entertainment Tonight. Cabrera smashed a pink and blue guitar to reveal, well, pink, and, well, that they're having a girl. and Cabrera had a gender reveal party for friends and family prior to publicly announcing the news, and that's where this was all filmed at. Bliss first announced her pregnancy back in May, and the baby is due to arrive sometime in December. The 31-year-old Bliss and 41-year-old Cabrera have been married since April of 2022, and this will be their first child either. In an interview with E back in May, Bliss said that her pregnancy was, quote, a total surprise because they weren't actively trying to have a baby. Bliss and Cabrera said that they couldn't have been more excited about the news. Bliss hasn't wrestled since January when Bianca Belair defeated her in a Raw Women's Championship match at the Royal Rumble. Bliss wasn't included in this year's WWE draft either due to her pregnancy. So, congratulations to Alexa Bliss and Ryan Cabrera, as the two will be having a
1: baby girl this December. So, something a little more coming up
0: is SmackDown tonight. And on tonight's SmackDown, it has been revealed that we'll find out who Asuka's challenger is actually going to be for SummerSlam as WWE announced the following this morning. In recent weeks, WWE's women's, WWE Women's Champion Asuka has defeated her, defended her title against the returning Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair, with both matches ending in chaotic controversy. Now, the fate of the fearsome will be revealed as the Empress of Tomorrow's SummerSlam opponent is said to be announced tonight on the blue brand. Who will face the dangerous WWE Women's Champion at the biggest event of the summer. So they're not really giving many details on how they're going to announce this if they're doing a number one contenders match, if it's just going to be Adam Pearce coming out and saying, oh, it's both Charlotte and Bianca, or it's just Charlotte, or it's just Bianca. We don't know. We don't know, but it will be announced tonight on SmackDown. Now, our final WWE news story of the day, not our final news story, but our final WWE news story has to do with the location for the 2024 Royal Rumble. This does come from Mike Johnson over at PW Insider, as he does write the following. In recent months, there's been a lot of speculation about the 2024 WWE Royal Rumble coming to Orlando, but there has yet to be an announcement. Another potential destination for the WWE Cornerstone event that has been discussed internally in recent days. Uh, In recent days within the company, is Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida, which would be the Tampa market. WWE held a Raw pay-per-view there during the Thunderdome era without fans in attendance due to the COVID-19. So stay tuned for more info on Royal Rumble. So there's been a lot of talks of Royal Rumble to Orlando, but now there's also been talks of Royal Rumble in Tampa, in Tropicana Field. So it looks like they're looking for that Florida market To host the Royal Rumble next year. They're just trying to figure out exactly which one. Now, before we move forward, told you earlier, this show is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Loot. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Loot for the fan and all of us. Pro Wrestling Loot is a curated box of Pro Wrestling merchandise sent to you every single month at one low cost. Each month, you're going to get a t-shirt, autographs, posters, art, and collectibles. This past month, they sent us the CMLL Welterweight Championship. For our listeners right here, use code PWUNLIMITED at checkout, and you will get 20% off your next purchase. Again, head over to prowrestlingloot.com and use code PWUNLIMITED at checkout to get
1: 20% off your next order. Got no audio there. Okay, so, sorry about that. I don't know why it muted me, but let's
0: do this again. So tonight is the Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view. With that, a number of matches have been announced, but there have been a number of hiccups as well pertaining to the card for this show, as Fightful writes the following. Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor's card is coming together for Friday but it saw some big changes. Fightful has learned that the original plans for, for Death Before Dishonor were just a bunch of rematches from Supercard of Honor. Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe, Claudio versus Eddie Kingston, and Claudio versus Eddie Kingston was actually first announced and reported by Dave M. Meltzer. Fightful has confirmed that Samoa Joe was planning on taking some time off from AEW and ROH and was originally scheduled, wasn't originally scheduled, for Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor. However, The week before the show, AEW got word that Joe would be available for the show and the immediate future, and that it's tied to the strikes in Hollywood. So it seems like Joe maybe had some stuff going on with his maybe Twisted Metal show, and now because they're doing the strikes, they're not promoting stuff, and there we go, he's like, yeah, I can come wrestle. Joe was scheduled to miss quite a while as... He was set to do media and appearances tied to his role in Peacock's new twisted metal show, where he's playing he's playing the body of Sweet Tooth. Still weird that he's the body, but then, um, oh, what is his name? I can picture his face. Why can't I think of him? Oh, I'm gonna feel so dumb when I look this up. Joel, no, Will Arnett is the voice of Sweet Tooth. Smojo is the actor playing Sweet Tooth, but Will Arnett is doing the voice. Regardless, anyways, due to the ongoing strikes, Joe will no longer be making appearances for the show and can now be available for the pay-per-view. Plans were changed last week to include Joe on the show, hence why they set up him and Dalton Castle. However, prior to that, ROH was planning on moving forward without Joe, with a match that would just saw Shane Taylor versus Dalton Castle. That's been changed now. Due to the strike, Joe was no longer involved in San Diego Comic-Con. As a result, the top contender tournament finals were moved up and Joe was added to the show. Eddie Kingston was granted permission to go work the G1 Climax tournament in New Japan, and as a result, the originally planned match was consolidated to have Mark Briscoe take on Claudio Newly, Unfortunately, Briscoe sustained a serious knee injury that requires surgery. This then led to them changing plans once again to pack challenging Claudio for the title that was all put in place over the last couple of weeks when the company got word of the injury, but couldn't be finalized until they set it all up in blood and guts. So as far as everything goes for tonight's show, we're going to pull the card
1: up right here. We're going to take a look at it. Let's do this. So as of right now, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5,
0: 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11, 12 matches have been announced for this show. Four of those are on the pre-show. So let's start by talking about those pre-show matches. First off, we do know that Josh Woods will be taking on Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams. It is a pure rules match. Action Andretti will be teaming up with Darius Martin to take on the Work Horseman. AR Fox, who we're actually going to see next week on Dynamite, challenging for the international championship, is taking on Shane Taylor, and rounding out the Zero Hour, the pre-show, it's legit Layla Hirsch against Trisha Dora. Moving on to the main card of Death Before Dishonor, it's Gravity versus Commander, and I gotta make the joke, I gotta make the joke, isn't Gravity Commander's biggest enemy? I mean, he's always doing all these flips and jumps and rope walks. Well, gravity plays a big factor into that. To him not screwing it up. So, I had to make the joke. I'm um, in a fight without honor trios match. The Dark Order against the Righteous. Moving forward with the uh, ROH World Six-Man Tag Team Championships on the line. the Mogul Embassy will be defending against Master Watto. Ryusuke Deguchi, and Leon Ruff. With the Ring of Honor World Television Championship on the line, Samoa Joe will be defending against Dalton Castle. In a four-way, with the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships on the line, the Lucha Bros will be defending against the Kingdom, Best Friends, and Aussie Open. Now, there's a big thing here with this. With Aussie Open being in this match, that means Mark Davis is already cleared. That's well ahead of schedule, because we heard that Mark Davis is going to be out for a while, He's back. Uh, with the ROH Women's World Championship on the line, Athena will be defending against Willow Nightingale. With the Ring of Honor Pure Championship on the line, Katsuyori Shibata will be defending against Daniel Garcia. And finally, in the main event, with the Ring of Honor World Championship on the line, Claudio Castagnoli will be defending against Pac. i say it right now, Claudio retains. They ain't doing all these changes and shifts and moves around to just last minute and go, you know what, we're going to put the title on Pac. So, as far as my predictions do go for some of these major matches, I really don't see many title changes. I can maybe, maybe see Willow defeating Athena. Maybe. But, like, I don't see Joe dropping the the TV title. I'll say Garcia wins the pure title. I'll say he gets that back. As far as the six-man tag titles... No change there. It's going to stay on Mogul Embassy. And the tag titles... I'll say stay with the Lucha Bros. I'll say stay with the Lucha Bros. But with that, as we wrap everything up, the last story we do have is an update for the G1 Climax tournament. The G1 Climax is going on right now. It started last week. We are five nights in. A block and B block was last night. And so... We're going to talk about that show, and also talk about the um. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, and talk about the um
1: results and numbers and whatnot. But who is where in the standings? So on a night five, in the A block, Sonata defeated
0: Yoda uh, Yoda Suji In the B block. Zuchiko Okada defeated Taichi. In the A block, Taito Katamura defeated Shota Umino. In the B block, Will Ospreay defeated Kenta. In the A block, Chase Owens defeated Hikaleo. In the B block, the Great O'Con defeated El Fantasmo. In the A block, Gabe Kidd defeated Ren Narita. And in the B block... Excuse me. In the B block... No, these aren't the results. These are just what... The lineup. So, let me... Let me go to... The Results here because this is from uh F4W online. Give credit to the writer of this, Chick Fritz. Wrote this up. He says, Recommended matches Gabe Kidd versus Red Narita. The match was remarkable, easily amongst my favorite from the tournament. Keto Katamura versus Shota Umino. I knew going into this match it would be a special, and it lived up to all my expectations and then some. My favorite from the G133. So he's saying that Katamura or Kiyomiya. And Shota Umino, his favorite match so far. Okada versus Taichi, a great dramatic match. Sonata versus Yodosuji, a good, if not better than their IWGP title match. Ooh, that was a good match, their IWGP title match. As far as the results do go, Yoshihashi defeated Tengaloa. Gabe Kidd defeated Red Narita. Great Khan defeated El Fantasmo, Chase Owens defeated Hikaleo. Will Ospreay defeated Kenta. There was a time limit draw. With Kiyomiya and Umino. Okada defeated Taichi and Sonata defeated Yudasuji. Now, as far as all of the rankings do go, the A block, Sonata is at the top with three wins, no losses, six points. Now, remember, it is one win, two points.
1: Count out, I think it's count out, one point. So, uh Kiyomiya,
0: two wins, one time. Well, count out time limit draw. No, time limit draw. You get one point. Count out is also one point, I believe as well. Anyways, Kiyomiya is two zero oh, and one five points. Gabe Kidd is two and one four points. Chase Owens is two and one four points. Ren Narita is o oh, one and two two points. Yota Umino is o oh, one and two two points. Yoda Suji is o oh, two and one one point. And Hikaleo is o oh, and three with zero points. Looking at the B block, Kizuchiko Okada, 3-0, 6 points. Taichi, 2-1, 4 points. Will Ospreay, 2-1, 4 points. Yoshihashi, 2-1, 4 points. Tangaloa, 1-2, 2 2 points. Kenta, 1-2, 2 2 points. Great Okan, 1-2, 2 2 points. And El Fantasmo 0-3, 0 points. Looking at the C block, David Finley, 2-0, 4 points. Evil, 2-0, 4 points. Aaron Hanare, 1-1, 2 points. Eddie Kingston 1 and 1, 2 points. Mikey Nichols, 1 and 1, 2 points. Tamatango 1 1, 2 points. Tomohiro Ishii, 0 and 2, 0 points and Shingo Takagi 0 and 2, 0 points. And as we look at the D-block, Zach Saber Jr. 2 and 0, 4 points. Uh, Jeff Cobb 2 and 0, 4 points. Shane Haste 1 and 1, 2 points. Hiroshi Tanahashi, 1 and 1, 2 points. Ruki Goto 1 and 1, 2 points. Hitsuya Naito 1 and 1, 2 points. Alex Coglin 0 and 2, 0 points. And Toru 0-2, 0 points. Now, if you ask why are there more points in the A and B block, that's because the C and D block have not had their third nights of competition yet. But that is the update for the G1 Climax Tournament. Again, we will be bringing you these updates throughout the tournament right here on the Wrestling Wrap-Up. And with that, that is going to wrap everything up. Remember, tonight is Friday Night SmackDown, and three things have been announced for that show. Roman Reigns will be on the show tonight as he will bring the rules of engagement for Jay Uso's challenge at SummerSlam. We also have a fatal four-way match with Rey Mysterio, Sheamus, Cameron Grimes, and L.A. Knight. The winner will then move on to face Santos Escobar. And then the winner of that singles match faces Austin Theory for the U.S. title. And finally, we will figure out and find out and be revealed who will face Asuka for the Women's Championship at SummerSlam with that guys i want to say thank you for joining me here twitch.tv forward slash pwunlimited youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited and podcast services all around the globe like stitcher spotify google pod apple pod anchor iheart radio and so much more again we will be back live tonight following friday night smackdown i don't think i'm gonna do a ring of honor review maybe we'll talk about it monday during the wrestling wrap-up we'll see But if there is any news coming out of that show, we will report it for sure. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Friday, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.